Hi, I'm Anne LaVar. I'm Lisa Lancer Rose. And this is This Animal Life. Today's heavy, right? Today is cadaver dog day, which, you know, you're kind of the expert. So I think I'm just going to okay. have to ask questions because I thought that they did their job and everything was great. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess we could start with my idea. Cadaver dogs is, I think what everybody's probably is, is that we, that they're trained mm-hmm. to mark on a scent that is yeah. where human remains were. Yeah. And, you know, dogs being the sniffers that they are, (laughs) they know that. So we believe them. And they're right. And that's. Yeah, they're they're loyal. They're good dogs. That's all I know. (laughs) (laughs) He's a good good girl. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And they're. Yeah. Good boy. (laughs) Well, um, you were going to look at some cases where the, the cadaver dog alert was consequential right the the little boy the father um there's a red wine the little boy disappeared yeah the red wine the little boy disappeared and um what they find him five years later they found a skull wow and then four, and then four years later they how'd they find the skull did a cadaver dog find the skull no no and that's the thing the the cadaver dog didn't find the remains um, a hiker found the skull okay. and like a, a shirt and a couple other things, but that was, that was pretty much it. So a human it. found those things by eyeballing them. Yes. By, uh, yeah. By accident. The hikers. It's always the hikers I and I got to stop hiking, you know, know. Like, <laughs> or uh, somebody walking their dog. Yeah. 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 And it's not always the dog that finds the bones either. It's sometimes the people look down and go, Hmm, that's, that looks like a skull. Was there just one cadaver dog or more than one? There was one. Okay. Molly, I think her name was. And, and she alerted at the in the house, like all, all over the place. She alerted in the truck, in the bed, and you know, like places on the property. All kinds of alerts all over the place where they said she said she wouldn't have alerted that much. Like she wouldn't have been mistaken. Like they never alert that much. Okay. In some place where there isn't where there haven't been human remains like there's not going to be that level of um alerting okay yeah yeah so this testimony was crucial this has been in the news recently right right this is a it's ongoing isn't it i think it is yes um also the Kristen is it Kristen smart Kristen smart yep yeah um that trial's been in the news and um, a cadaver dog, I, I guess her, uh, the young man who was the last person to see her. Yes. Is on trial um, and his father. And I guess right. the, uh, the accusation is, is that this kid was obsessed with her and he lied about fooling around with her at the party. They left a party late. Yeah. It was a frat party, of course. And they were walking with some friends and one by one, the friends took off and he said, I got it from here. Um, And then later he's going to walk her home or whatever. Yeah. Cause my, my dorm is right there, whatever. Um, And 
they said um, he lied to the police later and said that he just met her that night or he hadn't been talking to her at the party. And mm. then everybody testified that, no, he, he they were falling down drunk and yeah. laughing in the hallway and everything. So um, and other people uh, testified that he was creepy. <laughs> Who isn't? What young man is? I know. I was going to say, please, God, no, I'm don't kidding. ever call witnesses. No, I know. But still, that's that's not. Anyway, <laughs> that's so it's creepy okay that is that's subjective. There. Creepy is very subjective. <laughs> Not that some people aren't creepy exactly. and should be avoided. However, the people that I think are creepy are in fact creepy. <laughs> right, right. You too? Right. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I guess you need several people to to say, yeah, creepy. Yeah, 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 gotta, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Creepy is by consensus. Yes. Right. So, but a cadaver dog alerted on the door to his dorm room. Oh, okay. And then a blanket or something. And then Ooh, I think maybe okay. property anyway, on the father's property by a cement slab. I can't remember. I'm adding that. I don't know. <laughs> so he's a cement. Let's, let's have a, like a patio here. <laughs> right. <laughs> nice wishing well right here. <laughs> So the thing is, you get them on the stand and uh, and the handler says, my dog alerted. I think there were actually several cadaver dogs who came one after the other and they all alerted oh. on the same places, alerted at that. You know, oh, okay. They took them down the hallway. They alerted on the same dorm room door and then on the same pile of clothes. It's been oh, okay. a few days since I read about that. So yeah i think you you have more credibility if multiple dogs came by and alerted the same right. place and yeah it sounds like molly was the only dog i think so i mean that's the only one that they bring up yeah so you're going in, the, on, in her testimony i guess the problem with a cadaver dog is that it's the handler say so yeah yeah um and the thing about that is the relationship between the handler and the dog can be so subjective. Okay. Yeah. We've been talking lately about um, whether or not animals can lie. Right. And what their motives for lying are and the theory of mind that's involved in a lie. You have to have right. a theory of mind in order to control what you imagine someone else is thinking to make them think something right. other than the truth for your own self-interest. Yes. Yeah. You have to be able to gaslight them. Right. You have to understand how they're going to interpret what you say or do next or, or think you predict that. Yeah. You predict what they're or how they're going to receive the information. So our question so. is, can we rely on cadaver dogs? Yeah. I mean, when you Google it, you see cadaver dogs are like 95% reliable. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, most cadaver dogs, most cadaver dogs are handled by uh, volunteers. Yes. The woman who was Molly in the red wine, red wine, red wine case. Um, she was a volunteer. Yeah. I mean, because it's not a job. It's not right. Like you can't, there's not full-time employment for that. Oh, <laughs> There was a uh, Casey Anthony 
there was a kind of every yeah, okay, see, yeah yep. on the car seat because yep, alerted on the trunk yeah on the car seat oh and yeah. uh, my daughter sent me something recently about i don't know if it's a recent thing she sent it recently where um there was a divorced couple and the father um father had the child and the child disappeared and i think yes yeah he, he said uh the car was carjacked or you know and yeah, the cops yeah, are going um carjackers return the car or return the baby they don't want the baby they want the car yeah they usually don't want the baby. i think it's bianca jones <laughs> that um and um the father says his child is still alive she was two i think okay but the um i think the cadaver dog alerted on the car seat uh, you know and okay. Uh, yeah, five oh, hits, yeah. the back seat, the car seat, the blanket, her bed, and oh. the trunk of the car. Uh. And the cops saw that and said, we're not finding this little girl. Oh, I see. Okay. So here's part of the problem right there is, is the attitude of the people surrounding. Yes. I can give you an example from, that I got from, yeah. from Kat Warren. Uh, she wrote the book, What the Dog Knows. She is... Okay. Yeah, she has trained her German Shepherd, uh, name, whose name is Solo, to become a detection dog, uh, in particular in cadaver detection. So um, she says, uh, when she first heard the Clever Hans story, which we've talked about multiple times, real quick, mm -hmm. um, Clever Hans is, uh, well, you, you, you tell it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it was the horse who could do math yeah. and tra translate six different languages and um, do all kinds of wonderful things. But clever Hans, then they, and they tested it and tested it, but it was, uh, the horse was reading the cues from the audience, the audience, as well as his owner, um, when he got the right answer, because people would give tells. You know, they'd be like, oh, 12, 12. Oh, is he going to stop? He's stomping. He goes, oh. He's stomp, you know, like, right. You're, what's two plus like two? One, two, three, right. Three, four. And then everybody goes, oh, four. Yeah. You know, like you, you kind of perk up. Yeah. And so he'd stop. So he couldn't do math if he couldn't see other people. Right. Or if the people but didn't know the answer. Really good. <laughs> he was really good because, you know, those tells are going to be subtle. Yes. You know, but it could be like the lift of an eyebrow, the tilt of a head. Even maybe you're and breathing. He, yeah, and he nailed it. He nailed it. Like all the That's time. That's brilliant. He, he was <laughs> clever, but of course he was debunked, right? After that. Right. He was debunked. Yeah. Damn. So are the dogs doing that? Right. So she says when she first heard about uh, the Clever Hans story, she thought it was a story about a horse, not about humans. And now she realizes that the story is about how humans load expectations on a horse's back, which can hold all sorts of ideologies and theories. Um, she said uh, Hans wasn't a genius or a brute. He was a smart and devoted horse. Yes. And her dog Solo is also clever and devoted which means he's fully capable of lying to her. And so her job is to prevent her dog from lying to her. So she tells this story as an example of how a lie, and in this case, I don't think lie is the right word because a lie implies deliberate deception. Right. As we were- like Deliberate deception. In the uh, Fu Manchu episode, that was- Oh, that was deliberate. <laughs> 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 he knew they were going to take that away. He was going to hide it. 
Right. So, um, so, so she's training one day and she's with a fellow handler and they go to an abandoned warehouse to practice. And the handler um, has gone, the other handler has gone ahead and hidden things. Um, let me talk about things. Cause I imagine you're curious. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, wait, wait. <laughs> so wait, back up, back up. So when they're testing these guys, okay. Somebody else hides this. Yes. Not the trainer. Thank you. Okay. I mean, that's, that's very important. Should, I, I guess, do you want to like, what would you like to hear what the process is for training? Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like how do they, how do cadaver dogs get to be cadaver dogs? Like you, what do you got a corpse yeah. that you like drag around the house? Oh, the you know what do you do? How do you how do you train a dog to do that? <laughs> well, I've trained you know I trained trick dogs and some of the tricks involve scent, so I can tell you how how it starts and it doesn't matter what the scent is. Yeah, it, it can be right. Um, you know, we use birch because uh, there uh, you can train your dogs and you can trial and get scent detection you know titles uh -huh. and it's the sure. same process for whatever you scent you're training your dog on. So it can okay. be uh, these essential oils like birch and clove, um, or gotcha. it can be drugs. You, you train your dog oh, on okay. marijuana, oh, right, you train right, your right. dog on cocaine, right. you know, yeah, right. Yeah. It has to be each distinct drug, right? So a drug sniffing dog might be trained for several, I don't know, to get certified if they have to have training on several different scents or what i don't know anything about drug how, how you okay. get that qualification um right right and then i was at the canine biathlon and there was a covid sniffing dog we all had to walk past the covid sniffing dog so that dog had been trained i don't know what on like the sweat of people who had covid i I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. You know, they had like either, tissues they had blown their nose COVID. in or what. And he, but here's how it works. So you, you get a, a little tin, say, with some holes okay. in it, and you put the scent in there. You have to be really careful that you don't transfer the scent all the heck all over the place. So you, you oh have, God, yeah, yeah. So I with mean, these, just knowing essential oils, I mean, oh dear God, they, they get everywhere. Yes, <laughs> yes. So you you pick up the bottle. Is there any oil on the outside of the bottle? Now you've got it on your hand. So you want to wear gloves, right? right? Um, we do something called the box search, and you want to mix okay. up the boxes, but you can't slide that box around because. Um, scent kind of spills out it's like a volcano it it comes out okay. and it'll go down like the reason your dog becomes a counter surfer is because the scent of the food up on the counter is like spilling down the side of the oh. yeah okay so you can imagine that as yeah as you if you can imagine if if it were a fog that was a little heavy mm -hmm. and it was spilling down the the cascading down the side of your uh that you could see that well in a way your dog can see that your dog can sense right. that. So that's how they that's how they know where food is on the counter. These are all things you have to be conscious of as you train your dog. But the way it works first is you have this little container that has the target scent in it. And you put a treat on it. That's how I do it anyway. Put a treat on it. And you let the dog see that you're putting the treat on it. And then you say, find it. And you let the dog go. And the dog goes and eats the treat. And now it's um, a Pavlovian thing. Now they associate the scent with the treat. 
Okay. And so you put a little further out, you put it over here, you put it over there, you let them see you put the treat on it and you say, find it. And they go and they get the treat and they're smelling in this case, my case would be birch. When I, when I teach my okay. students to teach their dogs this, we're <laughs> always using birch. So at some point when the dog knows, oh, I got this game, I go over to that little tin, I can see the tin and there's a treat on it. Um, then we don't put a treat on it. And the dog goes and touches it with the nose and I like to click. So the dogs know mm -hmm. that a click right. means the treat's coming. So instead of getting a treat automatically, right. they get, they touch their nose to it because they're looking for the treat and uh -huh. they're like, hey, <laughs> but I Hello. have clicked. If you're fast enough, if you click like right before or right as they touch, there's like a little hot eye hand coordination lag. So you might click a little early, um, just uh, a little early. Um, yeah. But dogs are very forgiving. Anyway, you click and they're going, okay, I just have to wait a second and I'm going to get my treat. And then you start moving it further, further out. Um, and then you start hiding it, say behind the leg of a chair or up on a chair, but eventually you're hiding it out of sight. And we put them in boxes, like shoe boxes with holes in the top that we've cut in the top. Okay. Um, and the boxes all look alike. Uh, you can also use like random boxes. Uh, nowadays, a lot of us have a lot of Amazon boxes. <laughs> if you box yeah if you yeah. go to a, a nose work <laughs> class is what it's called if you go to nose work oh, cool. it's probably different sized amazon boxes and so <laughs> in this case i know at this early stage i know where the hide is right all right also yeah. at some point when your dog gets good at going and touching it the scent with the nose the, the target uh -huh. little disc thing um, they're going to be looking back like I found it and they might touch it again with their nose. At this okay. point, you might delay rewarding by asking for the alert that you want. Not everybody oh, will see. train an alert, but you will ask them to sit, for example, or to lie down. I was going to ask what the what the alerts were, mm -hmm. you know, because pointer dogs point, right? Yes. And they do that naturally. Point. Yes. Oh, I see. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, but you reward that, you reinforce it. Um, I have taught my dogs to sit when they find it. Uh, uh, some people have them uh, lie down, some have them lie down on it. Um, you can have them put okay. a paw on it. I have taught Mick when we play the shell game that he puts, mm. puts a paw on it and holds the paw on it just because I think it's ah. cuter. <laughs> it's like, it's this one. And he holds his paw there. This one. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this is, I just do this informally for tricks class. You know, there's no, right. nobody's life is at stake here. We're, we're not yeah. finding uh, someone, it's not search and rescue. We're not trying to find somebody who needs saving and rubble, you know. Oh, right. Yeah, right. this is not rigorous what I'm talking about. And I am often sloppy with uh, trans sense transfer and stuff like that. And sure, my, do yeah. my dogs have learned to accommodate that. They go for the strongest source. You know, they can tell levels of it. So they, oh, okay. with practice, they no longer alert for a, a you know, thin filament of a it. They got like, right. the massive cooked scent. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but at some point I delay the treat until I get the sit. Okay. You don't, if you're doing a bomb sniffing dog, you don't want them pawing at it. <laughs> no, 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 that would be good. That would be bad. Okay, I got you. <laughs> yeah. And if you're it's here, wow. <laughs> Kaboom. 
You don't want him pawing right. a bomb. You don't want him to like, so, right. so a, a, you know, right. drugs uh, or a bomb dog is going right. to gingerly like sit over there and point <laughs> and you want them to not miss a bomb. Sure. Right. Yeah. Or, or somebody in the rubble. Um, also, you, yeah. we can teach yeah. dogs to distinguish between people. Like uh, when you, you have um, bloodhounds tracking a alleged criminal, yeah. you know, they're looking right. for a particular person. Or if you have a crime and you have some object that is invested in the scent of the criminal, but you don't know who among these people did it, you can have the dog distinguish in a lineup who, who is the person who, who, peed on this you know, or whatever it is right right and they can do that right. like in the moment they can be i'm looking for this particular person you can train them to do that in the case of a cadaver dog which when i've talked about this with people they're like yeah but they can't tell maybe they can tell there was a body here but they can't tell you whose body because you already the humans already usually already know who's dead they just don't know where the body is or where the body right. was right sometimes they're finding the body like it's buried here and they can tell through right. the the uh, ground becomes suffused with the odor of decay but they're not looking sure. for a particular body or they can tell you okay. the body was buried here but okay it, they they're not telling you the body they're telling you a body was buried here and what okay what trainers do as i understand it is train their dogs to say a human body it's not Right. This particular dead person, it's this particular species, which is Homo sapiens sapiens. It's not a raccoon. It's not a rat. Right. It's not a mollusk. <laughs> it was a human. So they're trained to alert to human decomp. Okay. Okay. So, it, well, here's my question with that is that we're mammals. Yeah. Uh, we're meat. Yeah. So why, why is rotting mammal flesh different from another type of rotting mammal flesh i don't know there are you know there um i did come across chemicals that they're actually looking for the the oh, peculiar okay. chemicals in uh, any rotting mammal right but it might just be the combination is distinctive for humans okay. I mean, I don't doubt that it is distinctive. It just seems like, you know. It's amazing. Know. It just, it's amazing yeah, that they can tell. Yeah, and they yeah. can. They yeah. can tell the difference okay. between a human, a rotting human. And, and that becomes a, a stage of the training. Okay. And the materials that people use are baby teeth. Like I decided at one point I was going to try it. Oh. And I posted on Facebook, hey, can I have some baby teeth? And people actually sent me. <laughs> I was getting people. Oh, did they really? Yeah, I got baby <laughs> teeth in the mail. <laughs> yeah, I kind of changed my oh, mind about that. There's DNA in there. You could, you could like clone them. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, they also, I made a list for you, Anne, because I thought this would be something you were curious about so i was uh -huh. ready for you okay yeah also um, you can go to your dentist and say can i have some wisdom teeth like give me spells <laughs> and they'll give they wouldn't even give me my uh uvula when i got my uvulectomy they don't give you your 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 like 
gallbladder stones anymore. My dad came home with a bottle of those and they don't give you anything anymore. So you can get teeth from the dentist? Yeah, really? yeah. Well, I guess if you're training a cadaver dog, you can. You got to have a good reason. Yeah, you better have, you gotta, you gotta have a good reason. My mother had a necklace made of her wisdom teeth. That's like, anyway. <laughs> I know, that's my mother. It's creepy. It, it is creepy. creepy. And she wore it sometimes. Yeah, I wonder what happened to that. Anyway, I, yeah, anyway. Um, you can have doctors give you uh, swabs that have blood on them or even uh, surgical swabs after they're used. It's all going okay. in the trash. And you can age okay. it because another thing you want is to teach your dog uh, to find a fresh cadaver versus a day old cadaver oh. versus wow yeah, hundreds okay. of years old yeah oh cool yeah uh so you can get dirt from burial sites um there are, there's a, a a store called the bone room and they sell snr uh, search and rescue training packages <laughs> i was gonna say snr sounds a little close to snm so you better qualify <laughs> that Okay. Um, gotcha. Search and rescue. Cops, okay. <laughs> when you start working with cops, uh, they will give you things like a uh, carpet from a murder or suicide scene. Um, sheets. I don't know about clothing because that might go into evidence, but some things uh, like uh, if a body was lying on a bed for days and days and days undiscovered, um, mm -hmm. you can maybe get a, a hold of that sheet. And they can cut it up. This is I, I saw a reference to this in that book, uh, What the Dog Knows, where they, they cut up a sheep because right. it had been uh, under and I guess beside an undiscovered undiscovered body. So, you know, in that case, the whole room is full. And I imagine a, a lot of yeah. the fabrics in that room were saturated, but in particular the sheep. So yeah. it, all you need is a little piece, right? Okay. So lots of cadaver dogs could work with that old sheep. So the dogs are taught... Gotcha. Um, Either the handler, no, I think this happens. Let's let's get into the gray area. Or do you have any questions at this point? No, no, I get it. I mean, that makes sense to me. Let's talk about how the lies happen. The unintentional yeah. lies or a misunderstanding, let's say misunderstanding or miscommunication. So yeah, or false alert. Yes. Good. I like that. that. Yes. Okay. So yeah. Kat Warren uh, was training solo one day. Uh, and, and of course, this is just an example that she gave in her book, What the Dog Knows. Um, okay. All right. She said that they were in this abandoned warehouse, right? And they're doing this training that I was telling you about, where at, at first, you know, because you've hidden it and you're just teaching the dog the process you, or to associate a reward with finding the scent. You, you find right. the scent and you maybe you alert, uh, you're either teaching them to alert or not. We can get to that in a minute. Um, and okay. they are going to get a reward when they find that scent. And it's very, okay. very finely tuned scent, as we've been saying. So in this case, it yeah. is a cadaver of whatever age. And then there comes a point when you start working, you have to work with other people so that they hide. I think they're called hides. They, they place hides and you don't know where they are. So now right. you're completely dependent on your dog to tell you where they are. So you can't, okay. you can't unintentionally cue your dog the way people were unintentionally cueing clever Hans. Right. Yeah. So uh, she's in this warehouse. Someone else, a fellow handler has, has left the hides and the hides okay. have cooked for half an hour. So they've been sitting and, and just creating a kind of vapor. In the air, even sure. even an old old dried up bone will release a kind of 
you know, molecules in the okay. air that the dog can send. Sure. Okay. So Solo is a young um, German shepherd and he's very enthusiastic. You know, he's just <laughs> one of these um, over exuberant, difficult to handle, like super dogs. My husband and I, there's one across the street, we call him a monster. You know, it's a good thing. Uh, maybe I don't want to yeah. live with that animal, but he sure is fun to, to watch and, and a little scary, you know? So that's, that's right. how I imagine Solo. So she's um, got a long leash. Is, is she, I can't remember if the dog's on leash or not. Probably not. Uh, at this stage of the training, the dog is yeah, because you want to encourage independence. This is part of the catch in this situation. Ah, gotcha. Okay, okay. so the dog is um, the dog passes a garbage can, and he does this leap in the air. He like twists and flips himself in the air, like he's going, "Wait, what?" Right as he passes the garbage can, and he turns back um, and does a deep sniff, is what she calls uh, by this garbage can, and. I, I so identify with this. Like I said, my husband and I are always watching this dog across the street that we're afraid of. And I can't wait for the dog to move because if he ever gets loose, he's going to come like tear my dogs to shreds. But anyway, ah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but she's, she was either on leash or off, I think off. Um, she was trying to stay behind her dog, right? So she's coming up behind mm -hmm. her dog. And when he, the dog did this spectacular flip in the air, she slowed down to admire him. Oh, right. Like, okay. Wouldn't yeah. I, I would, I'd be like, oh, my dog is oh, yeah. so fucking cool. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's why I have border collies. So, so she slowed down just to admire him. And in that moment, he looked up at her and their eyes met and he gave his alert, which was to lie down. Oh, okay. And yeah. I, I have a training manual because uh, I was I was getting into this at one point with my dogs. Sure. You know, that's why I asked for baby teeth. Baby <laughs> like, teeth right. <laughs> you know, and I was taking uh, seminars and stuff. Okay. So I have this training manual from one of these seminars that I took. And I was looking for knowing that we were going to have this podcast today. I didn't know I was going to talk so much. So. <laughs> no, that's okay. There's a lot of information here that I have no idea. Okay. Well, um, it says you cannot trust a trained alert. That was right there in the manual. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, that can be part of it, but you have to learn to read your dog's body language. Uh, and I was thinking the, the trouble with that is you also have to learn to read when your dog is reading your body language. Or, or misreading your body language because yeah. when Solo went into his alert, Warren had this feeling, oh, this something feels wrong about this, but right. she didn't know what to do with that. Um, yeah. So she says to the, like, what are you going to do? She can't go over there and double check. She can't go over there and smell it herself and go, oh. Yeah. Yeah. So she lets the other handler know uh, we found the hide and the other handler, uh, he knows where the hides are, she, and, right. and says, no, that's a false alert. Um, right. So I'm thinking in that microsecond, Solo thought she was slowing down because she knew where the hide was. See, oh. dogs don't know that you can't smell them. I mean, I, I'm, I'm right. I mean, I don't yeah. know what dogs know, but right. I, I think they think my dogs think that I can smell all the same things they can. Oh, sure. I mean, as people, we do that kind of thing. We, we assume, well, no, no. I mean, just in between people, I assume that because we like so many of the same things, you must like sleeping on the ground in the woods. And you're like, no, 
hotel. I want a hotel. I just, I want to, I want a mattress. I want to be warm and I, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, and I'm confounded why you're not sleeping on the ground in the woods. So. I don't like being cold, Anne. Dogs are, yeah. Dogs, of course, assume that we can smell this. Yes. My dogs think I want the rawhide when it's all slippery and and gooey. That's why dogs go, no. Yeah, it's like, dude, go ahead and swallow it. Knock yourself out. Yeah, I don't want that. Yeah, so um, they think that that you can smell the same thing. Um, so when she slowed down, Solo's like, oh, she must, she's, t- it must be here. So, you know, uh, I I think that's what that was. Sometimes dogs will alert because they want the treat or they're bored or they, you know, they want to go home or their paw hurts or something, you know, so they're like, it's right here. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's get go. this over with, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, Warren says even a microsecond of hesitation can make a difference in certain stages of wow. training because um, she's got to, you got to be careful not to reward a false alert. Mm. right and um and and move right. on so the dog learns to tell the the difference or or learns how much this matters like you've got to be really right accurate you're not going to get rewarded unless it's really 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 there there's nothing mm. else going on here because you can be right. sloppy about other stuff when we are oh yeah um you know in daily life or, or I, I, even in um you know the tricks training that i do i'm i'm becoming more and more aware of how sloppy we are in cueing and in rewarding and the dogs have to learn to read from this cloud of variation in our voices and our body language and in our marking and rewarding so yeah yeah Hmm. Uh, so you need to be consistent and you need to not reward like it's a common problem for tricks training with your dog you cue for one thing and your dog gives you something else and it's adorable Or it's funny. Gotcha. And right. you're like, oh, okay. Good one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I'm like when I'm doing anything with my dogs, which is, you know, not often, it's sort of like, oh, yeah, close enough. Here you go. Yes. And my husband, yeah. we all complain about our mates too when we're trying to train them because they don't care as much as we do. So they're not going to be right. as well, exacting. That was the problem I had with training. Anytime I actually thought I'd get serious, is there other people in the house? <laughs> yeah, they, they mess it up. And they mess it up. Yeah. Yeah. They do. <laughs> so, yeah. So you're training a dog to find dead bodies and your husband's giving crackers for them. Like <laughs> going, Hey, high five, you know? Uh, mm, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Also in agility. I noticed this. It's, I'm sure it happens in everything else too. Is that you're teaching a dog. So they did go over a jump in a particular direction. Say you're a backside. Okay. Don't, as we approach the jump, don't jump it straight on as we have been all this time no go around the other side and come toward me over the that's the backside but say your dog does that and knocks the bar down so the dog did the backside but they knocked a bar people will reward Mm. the backside oh okay even though the bar came down Mm. and and part of it is you're so happy they did the backside you want to right. reward that, but the backside is complicated. There are lots of parts to it. So in, in rewarding the dog, despite dropping the bar, you have just said, it's okay if you drop a bar sometimes. And uh, yeah, you will not get your title if your dog drops a bar. Sure. So you've wasted your time and money. Anyway, um, but it's 
it's so hard to be that exacting. It's so hard to be patient. Yeah. I don't know. So in a volunteer cadaver dog training, how many of those little, this is hard. This is so precise. I want to go home. It's, I, I was sleeping in a tent on the ground and I'm cold. You know, like my hip hurts. Like, I just want to go. Well, there is that. <laughs> so in your training, you, you have to be really careful not to accidentally reward a, a false alert. Right. Right. And sometimes you don't know where the hides are or, or, your, or it gets vague. Like, did, did my dog alert because there's a breeze that carried the scent over here? Like, okay. Yeah. It's not that clear cut. So, so yeah. So it wouldn't necessarily be that they're pulling a clever Hans that they're reacting to you. It could be that uh, wind has a ghost scent. The scent. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. But then the scent is still there. Right. They're not. Wrong. I mean, it's not at the right place. Right. They're not wrong, but they're not at the right spot. But there is the smell of human decay. Right. And sometimes it happens that, say, a dog alerts when you're searching for uh, rubble or something, you know, uh, okay, sure. say there's a natural disaster. Um, whole crews show up you know, to, yeah. to, to search and you, and you have uh, EMTs, you know, if you think somebody might be alive, you have all these people show up and put all these hours of work in uh, moving earth or, you know, that you think there's like a graveyard here or something, you know, and, uh, and there's a huge expenditure of time and money and uh, human power. Um, mm -hmm. And it was a false alert, you know, but better to be safe than sorry. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, so um, she says that the trouble is, this is Cat Warren. Yeah. Uh, the dog handler named Cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the adaptive advantages of our two species co-evolution are obvious. That's, you know, we, we get along so oh, well, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. Dogs and humans. But those same connections are a disadvantage when you want the dog's nose to be independent and disinterested. Oh, so she says that false alerts are like alcoholism. Mm. They are oh, no. much more common than acknowledged. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now I'm feeling attacked. Is this what's going on? Why? <laughs> no, oh. much more common than acknowledged. Anyway. Oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> And, you know, in that handbook, it said train, you can't trust trained alerts because the dog will give you the trained alert when they th right. think it suits them or they think you want it. Right. As Solo did. Mm -hmm. um, but you can tell when you're wh what your dog's body language looks like when it's found the scent. Right. Yeah. And that's more reliable than the trained alert. Oh, is how your dog behaves. That makes when, sense when they found the target scent. Actually, that makes that makes that makes perfect. That's why some people don't teach an alert. Oh, I see. Your dog's body language—you can read mm -hmm. that. Which is hmm. probably what Cat um, Warren, when she had a misgiving about the dog's alert, mm -hmm. a different reaction. The dog's body language wasn't right. Right, like you can tell the difference between barks. Yeah. Like that's, that's, oh, he's got something cornered. Ooh, what's he got? And you go find him because that's what the bark is. Mm -hmm. um, 
or, oh, he wants in, he wants out. Or some, I can tell if somebody's on my doorstep or right. their car pulled up. Right. Versus whatever else. Yeah. I know yeah. if the car is out there and then I know, oh, now they're on the doorstep. I don't have to see it. I can oh, hear I it. I see. Yeah. And my dog's barking. Right. Yeah. Yes. So um, you think about how much the handler, the trainer slash handler has invested in that dog's reputation. You know, you work so hard as I've been describing the process. Um, And you do all of this in the case of a cadaver dog, but in any of these detection dogs um, for every subtle variation, like how long has it been there? Um, How, how, what's the status of the decay? You get the materials, you get training, you know, you, you pay for seminars, yeah. you, you uh, train, you intern with somebody, you, you're out at mo- in the morning, you're out in the night, you know, you're going to all these different places, you're, you're taking pains to use tweezers and, and double rubber gloves. And, and um, another problem is, is the dog alerting to the cadaver? piece that you have whatever that mm-hmm. is or are they alerting to the plastic container that you had it in or are they alerting to the scent oh. of rubber gloves oh oh so you want to vary all of that you want glass containers or um or a plastic baggie oh, or, yeah 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 i remember um back when i was writing my first novel i i was uh, i spent a few days with a police dog training okay yeah yeah i i met a guy who had a police dog he was a police canine handler and I, right. I went with him to the baltimore police dog training academy for cool it was cool yeah. yeah and one of the things they did was um drug sniffing i saw how they did it and they ah. used tennis balls this is this is back in the 80s and i think they okay. use kongs now but oh okay th- that was the reward the dog found the scent and they got to catch a tennis ball but okay drug runners started packing things with tennis balls oh no (laughs) no wait 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 how would that how would that mess it up because the dog wants the tennis right so you would it's also smelling the drugs wouldn't they alert more i you know yeah i wonder about that i guess they would use um to um distract like they would be everywhere okay. and you can't okay. find you know and maybe there were no drugs there but oh. you, you know yeah it, oh okay okay so you put tennis balls just yeah everywhere everywhere in all of your luggage yes including the one with the drugs. yes okay <laughs> gotcha <laughs> so um she says the problem uh with the false alert is that the dog is um the human has so much of their own ambition and ego wrapped up in the dog mm-hmm. and they love the dog and they spend all this time with the sure. dog. So they have so such a complex vested interest in the dog's success. You know, um, my dogs as trick dogs. And um, I mean, I, I, I sort of sell myself as, as somebody who's really sloppy about all this, you know, like really laid back. So um, I lower the bar and then people. Yeah, like, but that's safe. Yeah, <laughs> they're surprised that my dogs could be. <laughs> and lives are not dependent on what I do. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I do have to have some credibility, 
right? My dogs do have to do tricks and I have, sure. I do have to know what I'm talking about and I have to be able to communicate it to other people so that their dogs learn to do it too. And so I have right. this network, this social network of, of friends and students and, you know, the, sure. yeah, being president of the club and, you know, running of the club and all. Um, and so these people have that kind of, they have a community interest in their dog being able to do this. Like they have social stakes they have relationships with the police officers. Yeah. They have relationships with the people who are getting them, you know, with the dentists, getting them wisdom teeth, right? Yeah. So, right, sure. If they end up having their dog alert for a trial that's going to trial, yeah, um, they really want the dog to have been right, and and somebody's life is at stake here, you know. Yeah. The the victims' families are invested. Yeah. Anyway, so they have. Um, uh, it is very common for, according to Warren and other places I've seen, for people to say their dogs never lie. Because if, ah. uh, and here's- the Well, they have to present themselves as accurate. Yes. And and they yeah. may actually believe that. She talks about uh, sure. there's bullshit um, that you believe. And then there's the even more insidious, um, there's bullshit that you know is bullshit. And then there's bullshit you don't know is bullshit. Right. Uh, so right. there are people who believe their dogs never lie, honestly. Uh, you know, because, um, and they'll say, um, if my dog alerted, a cadaver was there. Yeah. There yeah. No way for us to corroborate that really <sighs> in all cases. Yeah. So um, she says when they brag that their dogs never false alert, they're contributing to uh, the general bullshit about working dogs and their accuracy. Okay. But it is a high accuracy. It is a high accuracy. I saw you know, if you Google it, how accurate is a cadaver dog? I what comes up first is ninety five percent. There's sure. there's a um, an article that was that gets a lot of traffic. It's first. Um, I've seen elsewhere that it is as it, like eighty five to sixty percent. It depends on the training of the handler. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. The dog. Yeah. I mean, on the dog side, the dog wants to please you. The dog wants the treat. The dog wants the tug toy or whatever the reward yeah. is. Um, the dog, um, you slow down and the dog is deferring to you as the alpha in yeah. the relationship, right? Cat Warren talks about, here's another problem. This is more like Clever Hans. Say a bunch of cops think somebody like, let's go to, I don't know, Red Wine. They think Red Wine sure. totally killed his son. Totally. Yeah. Totally. So yeah. they're yeah. standing around they're, and they're like, let's say in the backyard, there's a cement slab and they're like, or, or a wishing well. <laughs> like, when was this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they're standing around looking at the wishing well and they're like, go check that wishing well. The dog's a social creature and the pack is all gazing in a certain direction with body language saying, this is where it is. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. uh, Warren hmm. is trying to, in, in the book, she's working on proofing her dog off of the human gaze. So she, when she approaches something like that, when a bunch of cops are standing around, she watches her dog. Right. Yeah. That they can follow. They can, they're not just looking at us. They're looking like, where are you looking? Yeah. Which is <laughs> total theory of mind, isn't it? Yeah. So if her, if solo alerts, when a bunch of people are standing around staring at something, she discounts it. And she will ask them to leave or turn their backs. Yeah. So that their bias doesn't influence solo. Um, 
so but she says the problem is just as the dog is hardwired to depend on us to tell them mm -hmm. where to go and what to do uh, yeah we're hardwired to be attached to them and to crave our dog's success oh i was just going to say in terms of like legal i mean i think i'd want to look into this um it's got to be well it's admissible in court so it's not like a lie detector test that is inadmissible okay um right because they get the handlers up there sure. to to talk and say this is where they alerted and this is what they alerted it's on in this. the news right now yeah yeah oh yeah um and you always hear about it casey anthony's a perfect example like people will always default to that and i am not supporting or disclaiming anything about casey anthony no <laughs> no judgment here but people will use that as the proof that she had that baby in the trunk of that car oh because the dog alerted on the trunk because the dog alerted on the trunk so obviously she had something to do with it and this is where she had the body um 100 that is what convinces almost everybody mm. and it would con it would convince me i'd be like hey the dog smelled it man <sighs> that's it you know that baby was in that trunk um but i wonder if it is well if it's a jury you can't say like if it was like a judge they could weigh that and say okay this is this is the percentage of how often that's true but if you get a jury you're not saying oh my dog 80 percent accurate you're saying he's always right right or even if you are saying 80 percent accurate they're like what, what do we do with that are yeah. we in the 80% or are we in the 20% and or 80% is really high. Yeah. So it must be yeah. right. You know, odds are it's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I'm just wondering if a conviction ever rests on that. It can't. But again, if you've got a jury, I was going to say, if you've got a jury and I'm on that jury and I hear that, that a cadaver dog found it in 16 places in somebody's house. I'd be like, oh, geez, like that Molly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, she found she's she alerted all over the place. Yes. And she says, uh, I think I read that like or there was a headline. Um, I've never seen my dog has never alerted so much before. Yeah. 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 That's what she basically said. Yeah. And maybe she's, she's never absolutely right. Maybe her dog yeah. never alerted. So and she's she's 100 percent sure that that's why her dog was alerting. Um, yeah. You know, but it could be that the dog alerted the dog was in a great mood maybe the handler had an extra cup of coffee that day and so she uh, was in a perky mood and the dog yeah, alerted vigorously and she's like oh yeah my dog's really onto something and then my the dog's like i'm really onto something <laughs> look how happy she the handler is with me today i'm just telling you i know my dogs how they throw behaviors at me if I am super pleased, I try to get my students to um, to be more enthusiastic because that sure. emotional contagion does so much. So, yeah, I, I would like to know who else was in the room. Yeah, I think. And how excited were they? Because the dog will wow. feed off of that excitement. I'm not saying I mean, we need them uh, there. We have we have. Oh, yeah. No other method of of finding odor, you know, for some, for yeah. indications that something was here, uh, that is anywhere right. near as reliable. Um, I was reading this guy, um, Dr. Lawrence J. Myers, he's an expert on dog olfaction. 
at the Ooh. Auburn University College of Veterinary Medicine. And he says dogs want rewards, so they will give false alerts to get them. Dogs mm. lie. We know they do. <laughs> I guess if they're doing it just to get the treat, that's a lie. Of course it is. If yeah. they know that that giving an alert when there isn't a scent. I mean, some dogs will give an alert because they're not sure right that that the alert is just what you want oh you know, like at a certain stage of training they um you know my dog's like you want me to lie down next to the shoebox right and i have to train him or her to um no i want you to lie down next to the shoebox that has birch in it oh i see it's not just the box it's a particular yeah. box mm -hmm. yeah that's a, a training stage <clears throat> oh. You know, but in the case of that is, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it's really scary that if, if that's, if it's all circumstantial evidence mm -hmm. and that's what convinces people is the cadaver dog. You know, I immediately want to say almost likely the guy did it if there's all that circumstance, but you know what? Yeah. You got to have something else in the case of yeah. um, I wish I had refreshed my memory on that trial, the trial of uh, Kristen Smart and the, the young yeah. man who's not young anymore. I think it's like 20 years or something. Oh, I know. Yes. Um, and his father, um, I believe there were four or five dogs, separate dogs. In there. Okay. Um, I'm if they all alerted on the same place. And I would want to know that the first person whose dog went in and alerted here, here, and here didn't come out uh -huh. and go, hey, everyone, my dog alerted here, here, here. You know, if the other people- Right, because then everybody would be expecting it. Yes, right. and there were no other people around. Um, right. I find that a lot more credible than the case of Molly, yeah. who was the only dog. Yeah. And this woman's no, in the hot sense. seat for her reputation yeah wow there was a handler who lied really i guess it's like anything else you know blood splatter uh what injuries mean what you know it's it's all actually very subjective it's um there was this handler sandra anderson mm -hmm. um she was once recognized as one of the nation's best trainers and handlers of cadaver sniffing dogs Okay. And she got 21 months in prison for planting bones and other fake evidence in the cases in which she worked. Wow. Yeah. She planted bones. She used her own body fluids. Yeah, she was. Okay. So, the, so it wasn't the dog's fault. No, no. The dog was alerting accurately. Yeah, I guess. As far as we know. Yeah. But, but unplanted evidence. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, this gets complicated. Yeah. Well, but <laughs> see, she got, you know, we're like, well, the dog wants a treat. The dog wants the handler's yeah, yeah, yeah. praise. What does the handler want? In her case, yeah. she got invited to Panama and Bosnia to look for victims of political repression. She got invited oh to God. zero after September 11th. She was featured on Unsolved Mysteries after helping convict a Michigan biochemist of dismembering oh his wife in 1999. <laughs> Yeah, Jeez. you know, so that that person was granted a new trial, incidentally, because of, okay, of her. Okay, that's good. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh man. But see, she was getting she was getting to travel. <laughs> yeah. Well, and she was a celebrity. Yes. You know, in our own little worlds. You know, she was a celebrity. She was and that's a that's a big world, but that's not like, you know. Yeah. They still that's still celebrity status. That's still um social equity. That, that's everything that we want. Yeah. Power, I guess, in that circle. You have a social yeah, in that, yeah. Social influence. But um yeah. people went to prison. Yeah, well, yeah. That's just evil. Yeah. Ugh. She got 21 months. That's a different, you know, my husband was telling me the other day, there's a a woman um, was fired from her job and she had access. They did not remove her access from the computer. So she like deleted all of these applications for jobs. Like she just went in and wiped. I don't know what else she did, but she (laughs) created some havoc in their mainframe. And I think they gave her 15 years. And I'm like, you get less for murder. Yeah. People manslaughter, you get five, you know, <laughs> if you're I, white and what, what middle class, rape? but yeah, you know, like seven years and oh, we ruined the rapist life, uh, giving him seven years, you know, but this woman just it's pissed off and she went in and fucked up a computer and she's getting 15 years. I don't know. Wow. Well, so, yeah, I, I know. Whenever I hear any kind of bizarre sentencing like that, my first thing is, manslaughter they get five yeah you know (laughs) and sometimes it's not really manslaughter it's more than that but they you know yes exactly Um, but this person sent people to jail also um you know they're looking for people who were victims of this and that you know like there are there are families that are saying what happened to my loved one oh you know and she's she's hosing them all wow yeah 21 months I don't know. Oh, that's what she got for planting evidence. Mm-hmm. And the poor lady who like did some cyber revenge. Yeah. <laughs> which is just chaos. It's not necessarily. Uh... Yeah. She, <laughs> she inconvenienced people. Yeah. And she got 15 years. Yeah. yeah. What the heck? So, yeah, I just, that's really scary because I still have, you know, just thinking through different scenarios I'm still having that gut reaction. Well, oh, they probably did it anyway. You know what? For one thing, if a dog sniffed it, we love the dog. Yeah. <laughs> We're more on the dog side than yeah, we are. Yeah, the dog else. said that Casey Anthony's, I get them mixed up. Case, there's Kaylee and Kay, Kaylee was the child and Casey is the mom. Yeah, I think Kaylee was the child. I think, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, oh, you know, they say that that baby was in the trunk of this car and and you just you have a good feel toward the dog also we want it we want the answer you're like absolutely mm-hmm. and it's so cool that dogs can do this you know it's always a problem in police work yeah is they want the answer sure and so if they get something that's a likely answer then they talk they talk about the blinder that's a really good point yeah and then they don't look anywhere else yeah yeah and if the dog's just corroborating that, then... Because it's a good dog. So there's very little black and white. <laughs> no, I know. So having some kind of um, rigorous training protocol and testing. Um, yes. Oh, and then the other problem is um, is regression. The, oh, 
okay. Yeah. That if you aren't practicing your precision and we've, we've talked about this with, uh, you know, the neuroscience, the, um, connections in the brain that you have to, right, right. I mean, when, when writers say I have to write every day, they do have to write every mm-hmm. day because the brain becomes, um, right trained all the neurons for daily writing i mean you know like you, that's how you that's that's how you have proficiency and skill and expertise yes. uh, right and the dogs need that too for that precise it's it's this spot and not this spot here it's stronger here it's not stronger i have to i have to alert um i have to be focused just on the scent and not on my handler's body language or in the body language like the dog has to be trained to that level daily right so people talk about wow. these volunteers having to work like an hour or two a day to maintain that proficiency. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you're not getting called up very often. Yeah. Hmm. I know you would slack. Also, hello, that's boring. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, it's cool. Like the first six months when you're working with molars <laughs> yeah exactly or you just scored right. you went to a surgeon and you got the surgeon to give you their surgical swabs yeah right yeah you just got that you <sighs> just scored that and how hot are you now right mm. and then things quiet down for months and months yeah and, months and all and the months. novelty wears off right yep and it's just a grind like everything else hour to a day yeah you'd have to find ways to uh to mix it up you know like have an affair yeah. with one of the other handlers or something <laughs> something something interesting's gotta happen um you could patrol the you could patrol the neighborhood for possible serial killers or something i don't know yeah um yeah there you go um oh <gasps> There's a book. What of a handler who is of a handler and you're going for a walk and they keep alerting on this guy's yard. Oh <gasps> cool. And you'd say, I trust my dog. No, this handler would be like, I had uh, I had a false alert that humiliated me. So I'm doubting oh, my dog. Right. And the dog so can no, tell. This can't be. I was reading somewhere that you have oh, you have they're to disgraced even. Yes. Anyway. Yes, they're <laughs> disgraced, um, and and they're trying to recover from that. Like, what else yeah, are they yeah. going to do with their lives? But you, um, if you distrust your dog, the dog distrusts himself, and can walk right past a target oh. scent. So you would be missing the drugs, you would be missing wow. the body, you would be missing the bomb. So that's another reason that handlers mm. will say, "My dog never false alerts." Because they've trained themselves right. and they've trained the dog to have confidence in the alert. It's really messed up. I mean, it's a miracle that it is messed up that uh, that we do so well. Yeah, I'm not saying we can't rely on them. I'm yeah, saying. well, I'm saying it. It. I mean, yes, right. And and we can. I mean, obviously, they've got far more olfactory nerves than we yeah. do <laughs> and this works this does work you yes. know even even a sloppy handler you know people who have gotten bored and aren't practicing all that often i mean well i will say that the handler 
um, under cross-examination, the handler of Molly in the red wine case did say um, that it's not foolproof. She did. She did. But then she went on to say, my dog has never alerted that much. What other evidence do they have in that case? Oh, boy, I'm trying to think. Well, there's a lot of motive. I know that. Well, at least there there is a motive. Let's put it that way. Um, this is the red wine case. Yeah, the boy... and they found they found some of the boy like the skull and some other pieces of clothing, not far from the father's house. <laughs> but again, um, is this the, is this the case where the the boy was not a, I mean, we're, I'm picturing it like a seven-year-old. It wasn't a seven-year-old. It was like, a, no, he was like 13. Okay. Something like that. He was a young, young teenager. And this is, and teenager. he had found compromising photos. Pick photos. That, so when you say there was motive. Yeah. yeah. That was the motive was the pick, the fact that he had seen these pictures. Did you look at those pictures, Anne? I did look at those <laughs> pictures. Oh my God. Um, you know, I'm thinking this, it's gross, but it's not enough to make you want to kill your kid. Is it? Uh, yeah. I don't know. No. Well, I don't know. I don't. I was on a grand jury. Not me, but. <laughs> for, for six months, we had to. Yes, I remember you did that. Yeah. yeah. And we had to indict. And I, I, it, it changed me forever to see, you know, like oh I, I, I'm a, you know, a crime junkie and I, I love, um, what, what is it? Gritty, dark sure. and violent. That's my TV taste, according to right. you know Netflix or something. <laughs> this is your taste. Gritty, dark and violent. Right. You know, but uh, the, the real life run of the mill murders, yeah. um, they were over nothing. Just oh, not the motive, motive was, was nothing. Yeah. $30, you know, yeah. rejection, <clears throat> you know, just, yeah. just so, I mean, Louis C. Cases, we, <laughs> we, we greatly over uh, value human life, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, uh, so this kid found poppy poop photos or something like his father's wearing shitting in a diaper and wearing the diaper, diaper and, like yeah, a baby diaper yeah. and he's eating the the poop and uh, uh, yeah wow he's doing the baby don't yeah 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 well yeah yeah because it's a kink fetish whatever i don't know right and you can't tell no shame. what if it's really poop or not in the diaper They're right just photos so i if it was a joke i'm gonna whatever. go with chocolate cake it was chocolate cake. Okay. <laughs> sounds good <laughs> yeah you're right the a lot of murders do happen over just the smallest things yeah also you don't know um how the kid handled that i mean a 13 year old can really flip out over nothing yeah right well, yeah <laughs> to put it mildly they had cadaver dogs on the uh madeline mccain thing i hadn't heard about that Madeline McCain, the little girl who disappeared from the resort. Oh, tell me about that. I don't know about that. Um, two British sniffer dogs, one capable of detecting blood and human remains, uh, were brought to Portugal. And they picked up scent of death on everything from Mrs. McCain's clothing. Oh, on everything from Mrs. McCain's clothes to missing Madeline's favorite soft cuddle 
soft toy cuddle cat, according to reports. Um, the McCains are concerned that their case against them may rest on the dog's reaction. The judge did dismiss cadaver dog evidence in the high-profile pro Eugene Zapata murder in Madison, Wisconsin. Zapata's estranged wife, flight instructor, Jeanette Zapata, was 37 when she vanished on October 11th, 1976. After seeing her three children off to school, her body was never found. Uh, Zapata was suspected and they didn't charge him, lack of evidence. And then they did new searches with cadaver dogs. So then he was charged with first degree murder based on the dog and evidence indicated they sniffed human remains in a small basement crawl space. And the judge ruled last month that the evidence that led to the charge could not be put before the jury. He said that dogs were too unreliable in detecting the odor of remains and noted that, the, that no remains were actually found. See, that's the catch. We want to be able to fill in those blanks where, you know, what happened? Right. Did they, uh, where, where did the crime happen in the house? You know, how did they move the body? Right. Yeah. And the dog can tell you, the dog can see the past in a sense, because they can say Kilroy was here. Right. Yeah. But I guess in the Zapata case, it sounds like that was the only evidence. Okay. I find the, uh, the five dogs or four or five dogs that went into that dorm room, that's more compelling. Right than a single dog yeah. and a single handler. Yeah. So bottom line, they're a good tool. They're a very good tool, but not a hundred percent. No, because um, the relation, because the relationship between the handler and the dog is right. so uh, subjective. It's so vexed. Right. Uh, because of clever Hans, because of theory of mind, because of, how many thousands of years of co-evolution? Yeah, yeah, a lot. I forget now, but a lot. <laughs> yeah. You know what's interesting? Tens of now thousands. that besides all of this that we've been talking about, you know what's interesting is that right. is another, you know, we're saying, oh, well, we like the dog. Like the dog said Casey right. Anthony was, or Kaylee Anthony was in the trunk and, and you like the dog. So you want to right. leave the dog. And we don't even know that dog. Right? <laughs> <But> <laughs> the dog could be an know. asshole, but we, <laughs> we love dogs. Uh, here's the thing. Um, you can train a rat to do all of these things. Ah, But we don't yeah. like rats. Yeah. No. Not, not like we like dogs. Yeah. There may be less of this interdependence where the, the rat will may have less of a motive to false alert. Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, so there may be other animals that are better at this because we're less interdependent. Right. Oh, that's a good, because I would say that, um, you know, they sent trained pigs that, but pigs are, I don't know. Pigs are pretty tied to their humans as well. I think you might have some of that. Some of that may be a, a problem as well. You know, it would be good for pigeons. I don't know. I don't know anything about olfactory cells in birds. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't either. Except it's impressive still. Is it? Well, how do vultures find carrion? Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe that's what we need because vultures are trainable. Vultures are extremely intelligent and social. They're not... They're not birds. Oh, prey. that's so not going to go. That's not going to happen. <laughs> oh, come on, Ian. <laughs> they are not cute. Nobody wants to be around them. You know. Yeah, but we're looking for dead bodies. That doesn't matter. We want the dog. <laughs> Please like, follow, and subscribe. Let us know what you appreciate about the podcast so we keep doing that. If you want to learn more about any of the subjects on this episode, you can go to our show notes. Special thanks to Chip Salerno for our theme song. And to Sarah K. Martin for our graphic design.